As I was sitting in the methadone clinic one day, I looked around and wondered, how did I let my life come to this? And I said, this is not who I want to be. This is not who I am. But it would take nothing short of a miracle to get off this stuff. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, who found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about the idea of atheists becoming Christians. And does it ever really happen? The short answer is yes. And did you know that conversions are beginning to increase over those who are forsaking their faith? We're going to hear from Ronald Dabdu how he forsook his childhood faith and became an atheist when he was a young child. But then as problems of his life gripped him, he began to wonder if there was a God or not. And if so, would this God help him? Let's find out what this former atheist discovered in his life journey. Ronald, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, Ronald, always good to have another former atheist on the air with me. And my friend, I understand that early on in your childhood, you got a perception that made you view God in a very poor light. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Right before my stepfather got sick, my mother and my stepfather promised to tithe a certain amount of money each month for a church building project. Then my father died pretty fast once he was diagnosed, and my mother could not afford to keep up the tithe. And my family got sued as my widowed mother with five children was trying to keep the lights and food on the table. We were sued, and I don't know if it was the church directly or the finance company that acquired the financing for the building project, but as a young child, I took it as God was suing my family as we were struggling. Mm. So at that point, maybe you were thinking that you don't like God, or maybe God isn't real? Well, at that point, I thought, God's not real. He's something that people use to make money, a source that the government uses to keep people to obey the law, like you might get away with it if no one will catch it, but God knows, God sees you. God seemed like a control mechanism to me instead of a reality. Yeah, I know about that, and I had something similar. It's this thought that God is a human made-up principle rather than something real. Now, I understand that as you got older as an atheist, you started working with your real dad. Tell us about that. Well, as soon as I got the military, I kind of reconnected with my biological father. I went to work with him, built myself up to a partial owner. We had a fallen out, no big deal, but we went our separate ways. And then I started my own business. And during that time, I got hurt two times in a row and was prescribed painkillers for a long time. And I got physically addicted to them. And the addiction got to be so much that it was one to $200 a day. It was bankrupting me, destroying my personal life. And I wound up in a methadone clinic. Gosh, that is horrible. Something that was supposed to help your life temporarily became an addiction and started destroying your life. I understand it got really bad with this addiction. 
so much so that you even tried to call out to God, the God you didn't believe in. Can you tell us what happened? All right. Well, as I was sitting in the methadone clinic one day, I looked around and wondered, how did I let my life come to this? And I said, this is not who I want to be. This is not who I am. But it would take nothing short of a miracle to get off this stuff. And I don't believe in any such thing as God. When I left that place that day, I started talking to the God I did not believe in. God, if you're real, I want to know you. I need a miracle. Mm-hmm. And then I started to tell God all the reasons I didn't believe in him. I said, you know, it's so hard for me to believe in you because I see evil, greedy, rotten people prosper. They have more resources than they could ever use. Then tonight, some innocent child is going to die of starvation. Where are you if you're all-knowing, all-loving, and all-caring? And also, if you are real, I want to know what the truth is, because Jesus is popular here in the United States where I'm born, but that would be arrogant. Why would we have to be right? If I were born elsewhere, my parents would have probably taught me from birth to a different truth about God. So not only did I want to know if you were real, but if you were real and there was only one God, there could only be one truth. What is it? My mind was totally open as to who the truth would be. Because in my own personal life, as a young child, I never experienced any power through praying to Jesus as God. So I thought maybe I had it wrong. Maybe one of the other countries had it right. Hmm. So every day, all day, every night, all night, for about a month straight, I would just keep saying over and over, God, if you're real, I want to know you. Please make yourself known to me. Please reveal yourself to me. Please, I need a miracle. I need more than words, because to me, someone trying to tell me that God is real would just be words. Their words of trying to make me believe what they believe. That's all it would be. I needed something more than just words. Yeah, I can relate to that. It was because you're really looking at this from an intellectual perspective, but you needed a real experience to know how this all worked. Now, at the end of the 30 days, I understand you saw a Facebook post about God and it made you angry. Tell us about that. Well, it was just all about timing. It wasn't 30 days exactly, but it was around that amount of time. And I had got tired of crying out for God to make himself known to me, and I got nothing. And it was the day I decided to give up. I logged on Facebook to crack jokes, and when I opened up my news feed, it seemed like every single post was about Jesus or a Bible verse. And I made a comment to please keep the religious stuff to yourself and not to try to cram it down my throat. (laughs) I was a little agitated about it. Okay, so you put this angry post out there telling the Christians to cut it out, and then suddenly, a close friend of yours invited you over for dinner in response to the post. What happened? Yeah, a person very close to me didn't tell me that they saw the post. They just called me and invited me over to eat dinner that night. So I went over to eat dinner, and after dinner, I went in the backyard to smoke a cigarette, and then that's when they approached me with, hey, I saw your post on Facebook. And I said, oh, don't look too much into that. I said, there's no such thing as God anyway. I was just mad at the time. And he commenced to tell me, oh, no, God is real. 
And I asked him to explain to me how he knew God was real. And he told me about a policeman that was a really good friend of his. They were at the hospital visiting another policeman who was hurt. And he went into a diabetic coma, the policeman he went with, and dropped dead and died right there. They brought him back, and he told my brother that he met Jesus and told him some personal things that he could have never known that no one else knew. And some of the things that he was telling me was something that I remembered from way back. And the way he told it to me, I knew that he wasn't making this up because there were facts that I knew were facts. And I believe God began to soften my heart at that moment. And that's when he preached the gospel to me and said, listen, it's so easy to go to heaven. You know, a lot of people think that you have to do this or do that. And I said, well, if it's simple, tell me. He said, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God who came in the flesh, died for your sins, then on the third day, God rose him from the dead and he seated at the right hand of the Father. If you confess that with your mouth and believe it with your heart, you pass from death to life. Your name will be written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, but no one can take that away from you. It touched me, and when I left, I said those things on my ride home. I said, Jesus, I do believe you're the Son of God. I am a sinner. I do need a Savior. Please be my Lord and Savior. Wow, let's stop there. It really is amazing to me how here's this atheist asking the hard questions of how to know God and, you know, go to heaven. And I'm really interested what happened after you prayed that prayer. Let's get you back on our next show to tell us what happened. Thanks so much for joining us today, Ronald. Thank you for having me. Hang on. Let's talk to the atheists right after the break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to AwakenTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I think most hear about Christians becoming atheists and maybe thinking that is a norm. But what about an atheist that turns into a Christian again? Can it happen? Indeed. And those numbers are increasing. When I listen to Ronald's story, it's sad how empty religion that was hypocritical caused this young man to really say that Christianity is not real due to the actions of those in the church. And many in the world today are turning away from believing in Christ because of church hurt or things that happened in the church to them. Many atheists today used to be Christians, and a lot of it comes from blaming God or the church for misdeeds or misfortune. And then these individuals go out in life, thinking there isn't any God, 
And for Ronald, he was going about life and then got hooked on painkillers. Interestingly, when he came to a real problem in his life that he couldn't fix, he started to reach out to something. He began to reach out to a living God. Now, you think that God would reject him for not believing in him in the past, but that isn't the gospel. The gospel is simply this. In John 3:17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You know, God is amazing because he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for all of our sins. And the one who truly had the power to condemn us, he instead chose to forgive us and to bring us near to him. And only those who receive it will have it as a gift isn't actualized until it is received. And I know there's someone listening who has heard about God's love all their lives, but they never really accepted the gift of salvation. My friend, is that you? If that's you, I want to pray for you. Father God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, I've walked through life. I'm not really sure. I've never really experienced this, but I want to experience it right now. Lord Jesus, we receive you, Lord, and we give you a chance, a chance to really come and be our Savior, to really change something in our lives. But this takes surrender. So we surrender our lives to you right now in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.